Chagiga Perak Aleph, Mishnah Aleph, 1 1. And the Mishnah will begin um, as its point of departure from the verse that says, Shalosh Pam Beshana, three times every year, Yerae Kol Zuchurcha El Pnei Ha'adon Hashem. Um, all of your males shall be seen in the presence of Hashem, meaning that every Jewish male has to be present um, in the Azara of the Beis HaMikdash, or originally the Mishkan. And the Mishnah says who that in comes to include. So the Mishnah starts out by saying, HaKol Chayavinim Be'Re'iyah. Everyone is obligated in Re'iyah. Now, Re'iyah means being seen, but as I said before in the introduction, Re'iyah really refers to two separate things. It refers to both actually physically being present and just being there. That's to be seen. Um, in addition, there's the offering called the Olas Re'iyah, the... Uh, the holy burnt offering that one brings to be seen, um, which is a separate obligation to itself, based on the Pasuk, which says, Lo you won't show up and be seen um, empty-handed. So you bring this olas re'iyah. And the word re'iyah can actually refer to both those phenomena, both the obligation to be seen as well as the olas re'iyah, and here it refers to both of those. So everyone has to bring one, meaning every male, chutz, and that will give exception to the rule. Um, the yeah, the the first is chutz mishcheresh shota vekatan. The cheresh shota vekatan, the usual triumvirate of three who haven't got das, they're exempt from doing mitzvahs in general, and so certainly they're also exempt from the mitzvah of re'iyah. The cheresh usually means the deaf mute, someone who can neither speak nor hear, and that person is assumed to have no das because no information can kind of go in or out of them. That's true here too, um, but in addition, um, someone who's either deaf or a mute, is also exempt from the mitzvah re'iyah. The reason why is because there's another part of the Torah referred to as hakel, the requirement for all the Jews um, to appear on the sukkahs that follows the Shemitah year, meaning the first of the seven years in the seven-year cycle. Um, there in the Beis HaMikdash, where the Kohen Gadol will read certain will read from Sefer Devarim, so there, um, there's an expression that talks about, also use about re'iyah also. Um, it says, Bavok kol Yisrael le'ra'os, all the Jews will come to be seen. And there, um, it's understood that the same way they're supposed to come, as the Pasuk says when it comes to hakel, lema'an yishma'u, so they can hear the words that will be read to them by the Kohen Gadol. So, I'm sorry, I think Kohen Gadol is the Melech, I apologize, it's the Melech. The Melech has to read I'm in Hakel, I'm sorry. Um, in any case, my mistake. So the the um, when they're supposed to come and hear the reading of of uh, of the Devarim, it's Laman Yishmu to hear, and since there's what's called the Gezerah Shava, um, the connection of the two passages because of this, these words referring to Re'iya of being seen in both places, both Hakel as well as um, with the Regalim. So therefore, just as the Gezer Shavad teaches, that just as there's an obligation to go to hear the Hakel, so too you have to be able to hear, be able to be hearing, to be able to hear with your ears, um, to do Re'iyah, and since someone who's deaf can't hear, he'll be exempt. Um, moreover, the Gemara even says that someone who can only hear out of one ear is also exempt from this mitzvah, um, because when you say Yishma'u to hear, it means like a, you know, a full stereo hearing in both ears, a proper hearing, a shmiya gemura, a proper hearing. Okay, in addition, um, the mute happens to be exempt as well. There's a separate limud, same kind of mechanism, a gazera shava because the Pasuk says also, it says, ulaman yilamdu, um, and, uh, well, yilamdu means 
to uh, to. I'm sorry, I read that poorly. The, also, I apologize twice now. The Pasuk says, Laman Yilmadu, in order that you will um, learn, but uh, the drush is if it says, Laman Yilamdu, as if it was vowelized to teach, and only those who can teach giving over it could be obligated in Hakel, someone who can't speak can't give it over, and the Gezer Shava tells you just as such a person who can't speak is exempt from Hakel, he's also exempt from Re'iyah, the mitzvah of Re'iyah. The Shota is the usual Shota. He is mentally incompetent. Art scroll translates as imbecile. I know, I hate that translation. It's not about IQ. It's about understanding the consequences of your actions. And someone who's out of touch um, with reality is a Shota. And it's exempt, therefore, from mitzvahs. Finally, you have the Katan, who also doesn't understand the consequences of his actions. We'll discuss more in the Mishnah when the mitzvah Durabban of Chinuch applies for a Katan. But as always, anyone below bar or bar mitzvah here, it's bar mitzvah because no women, um, but below bar mitzvah um, is always exempt midoraisa, and the katan in this is no different, therefore no children are required midoraisa to come to the mitzvah of Re'iyah. In addition, since the Pasuk specified that the people who have to come are zechurcha, kol zechurcha means all the male population, people who are not um, bona fide men are going to be, ex- bona fide males will be exempt, um, so you have the tumtum and androgynous are exempt. The tumtum is someone who is of uns- is uncertain whether he's male or female. He has ambiguous genitalia, um, so you can't see if he's a male or female. The way it describes it, there's some kind of like flap of skin that covers his private parts, so you can't see. Um, that particular condition is extremely rare nowadays to have actually have a flap of skin. Perhaps it's more common previously, or perhaps the tumtum would also apply to someone who has his organs still internally and that haven't descended out of the body. And whatever the case, the point of a tumtum is that it's a suffix, it's uncertain whether they're male or female, but there actually is an answer to the question. They are male or female, just we don't know because that because what they have is covered up. Um, and since we don't know what they are, so we'll treat them as being um, a question mark, and therefore they won't bring an olisria, um, because if it turns out that this tumtum is a female and they offered it they're exempt, so you'd have, you'd be shechting chulin in the azar, that's forbidden, strictly, and therefore the tumtum doesn't bring. The androgynous also is uncertain whether he's male or female, but here, it's not just a question mark because you don't know the facts. It's something intrinsically unknown about the androgynous and what his, what his status is, because the androgynous is someone who presents both male and female body parts. Um, sometimes androgynous translated as hermaphrodite, not a very um, in vogue term nowadays. Um, I think the best translation is androgyne, because like androgynous is the Greek word that is to the combination of the word andros, which is like male, like the word android, and gonos, like which means female, like gynecology. Androgynous um, is the male and female together, and we have an English androgynous, which is the adjective, and an androgyne, which is the noun of someone who has both and since the person has these, you know, both male and female organs, so he is questioned whether he's male or female. The discussion at the end of Bikurim is whether it's considered a male or a female or neither or both, um, but not for now. The point is, Androgynous is exempt from the mitzvah Venashim, so two women are exempt. That's obvious because the Pasuk says, Zuchurchan, women are not males, they're females. Um, the reason why the Mishnah says it here is because normally um, the rule is that Women are exempt from all mitzvahs asish mangrama, all mitzvahs that are prompted by some event on the calendar, and certainly the three regalim, 
would constitute a mitzvah, such as on grama, therefore wouldn't be, would be um, exempt anyways. However, the challenge is we had that Gezer shava that connected the Re'iyah to Hakel. And Hakel, the mitzvah applies also to Nashim Batav, also women have to come. And therefore, one might have thought that just as women have to be present for Hakel, they have to be present for Re'iyah. And therefore, here we learn from the Pasuk, and here the Mishnah speaks it out, Nashim women are exempt. Also, Vavadim She'enam Neshukrarim, slaves, we're talking here about non-Jews who were acquired by Jews to become an Evid Kanani. An Evid Kanani is, they do have, they're like, they're quasi-Jews. An Evid Kanani keeps kosher, keeps Shabbos, um, but um, they're obligated only in the mitzvahs that Jewish women have to keep. Anything that a woman is exempt from, so too will an Evid Kanani be exempt from. And here in this case, since women are exempt from from uh, the mitzvah of Re'iyah, so too will uh, an Evid She'enam Meshachram that wasn't uh, that wasn't uh, fully fully freed. Um, fine. There is a tumult here about what's what's the half. Someone who's owned by two masters, and one is. And and uh, one let him go, one didn't let him go, so he's half freed and half a slave. So um, the halach of the bottom line is someone who's half evid and half benachorin, free, is pater from the mitzvah of Re'iyah. And that's what the Mishnah over here is referring to when it says that. And um, Shukram wasn't fully freed. Okay, this really is in contrast to what the bartender brings up at the beginning of the Mishnah with the word hakol, coming to add. But anyways, that's the halacha, like I said it. Now, the Mishnah goes on, and it says, "Hachiger v'hasuma v'achola v'hazaken u'mishenu yachol alos baraglav." All these five people are exempt from the mitzvah of Re'iyah because they can't go up on their own seam; they can't go up on their own legs. And the Mishnah requires raglav. You have to be able to be someone who can go up on his own legs. You don't have to go up on your own legs. You could go up in a car or on someone else's back or something, piggyback, but you have to be able to have walked there yourself. So people who can't walk on their own are exempt. And therefore the chiger, the chiger is the, someone who's lame, can't walk, he's exempt because he can't go on his own legs. The summa is someone who's blind. And again, a blind person can't make it up by themselves. They need some assistance. And that being the case, they'd be exempt. I'm not perfectly clear. Um, well, more than that, the, the, the blind person... Um, is exempt because of the connection back to Hakel. Um, they can't see. Um, it's another drasha here of, although the Mishnah, the, the Pasuk talks about Bavo Kol Yisrael Leiraos, all the Jews should come to be seen. This is in Devarim Perak Lamad Aleph, Pasuk Yud Aleph. Um, the drasha says Leiraos to teach people that they have to be able to see. Okay. Next, you have the Chola. The Chola is someone who's sick, so normally you could walk up to uh, the Azara from Yushalayim, but this person can't because he just happens to be sick this year. He'll be exempt this year. Hazaken, someone who's elderly, too weak to get up there. He's too old now to make the walk. So again, um, he'd be exempt. And finally, This is someone who actually could walk. He's perfectly fine. Just his legs are so weak or atrophied because he you know, has a sedentary lifestyle that he couldn't make it up the stairs. Um, just in terms of the actual just logistics, um, access to the Harhabayas, then was up a number of stairs. You can see um, some of the stairs now on the southern wall um, in the southern wall excavations there, just to the south of the western wall on the Harabais there. Um, you also can see where Robinson's Arch used to be. There were some stairs that led up um, onto the Harabais. 
you can imagine it as something analogous to the stairs, and I'll kind of walk up from the Kotel Plaza, if you will, um, up to Mizgal Badach. It's not exactly the same, but uh, the Kotel Plaza today is like halfway up. It was much lower down originally, as you can see in the southern wall excavations. So if you're not strong enough to walk up all those stairs, so then you'll be exempt. Okay, fine. Uh, the mission now goes to talk about who, about the child, the katan. We said the katan, the child is exempt. The mission says, Ezu katan. Who is the child who is exempt from the mitzvah of, of Re'iyah? Kol she'enu yacho lirkov al katseifav shel aviv v'lalos mirshalayim lahar habayas divrei beis shamai. According to beis shamai, any child who's so small he couldn't even sit on his father's shoulders to be taken up to the har habayas, he'll be exempt. Um, the idea being that's a tiny child, of course, like, you know, two years old or something, that he can't sit on the father's shoulders. The point is that since the mitzvah here is really um, just to be seen, doesn't require much. So anyone who can be there should be there. And although there's a requirement to walk on your own two legs, this is a child getting mechunach, he's getting, uh, he's getting educated and prepared, and therefore if they can't walk now, he'll be able to walk later. So Beis Shammai says, anybody who can be brought up there who's big enough to come on his father's shoulders has to go for chenach, but, and by the way, when it says har habayis, that's lavdafka. It says har habayis, but the technical requirement is not just to the har habayis, the Temple Mount, but actually specifically to the Azara, which um, usually they're entering the Temple Mount from the southern side, so it's quite a distance, actually, several hundred meters from the southern side, where they climbed, where they accessed the Harbais, all the way across um, to quite far to the northern edge, um, where they would go into the 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 basement English complex, you know, the Ezra Nashim, and ultimately even to Ezra Yisrael. Okay, Base Hill is more lenient as always, as almost always. And that being the case, he's going to say that more people are excluded, which means he's going to make the window of children who are exempt bigger, which means he's going to make the age of exemption older. And therefore he says, Anyone who's not old enough, a child who isn't old enough, to hold his father's hand, and then climb up to the Harabais, meaning to the Azar, really, on his own legs, holding his father's hand, just so he's not lost, whatever it is, then he'll be exempt. Shneemar, as the Pasuk says, Shalosh Regalim. And we darshan, of course, Regalim is coming to tell you people who walk on their own, and therefore Beis Hillel learns, if you can't walk on your own, you're not yet reaching the age of Chinuch, and you'll be exempt. The Allah would be, like Beis Hillel, of course, and therefore, um, Be'ez Hashem, basically should be rebuilt very soon, um, we'll all go up, and all men and all boys who are able to walk up on their own two legs, even holding their father's hand, um, will be going, Be'ez Hashem, to be seen in the Azara, during the Trello Shogalim.